Okay, episode 14. Thanks for counting it earlier today. Um, coming to you from San Diego, California. Um, just a recap of what the last four days have been. Um, San Pedro Material Hill Climb, version three. Uh, third year of the event and even more changes. Um, Apex did not show up with any cars this year. Um, Wessels went on board. Ben had business obligations. Scott had still has a broken back and his car is not done. And uh, Apex was set still waiting on the motor. Um, hopefully that is in very soon. So we didn't represent the shop much with the exception of the tech side. Um, tech side we showed up and offered our assistance as we always do um, to Pedro um, running two events. Uh, San Pedro Mature Hill Climb first, um, which happens in September every year. And then Rally Historico, which happens in late June or uh, early, early July, depending on time of year. But it's Kim's first year, and uh, there were some experiences and some stuff that should probably be talked about on the podcast, but we'll keep it super short. Um, flight out from Houston. Um, jumped on Spirit, $57 per person round trip. Those Par- seats felt like $57 seats. Well, it's $57 seats. It's like riding a Miata. I'm just <laughs> Those were more expensive, and they felt the same. Yeah. Um, so we took a late-night flight in, got to San Diego, spent the night in San Diego, got up the next day to make our way across the border. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Phil, actually, what about what about our landing? And then, or, well, I was talking about the, uh, what do you, what do you speak of this 7-Eleven? <laughs> that was hilarious. Was that? Oh my gosh. No, that, that was, was when we That were... was the morning. That was the morning. Yeah, that was in the so morning. So we stayed in uh, Coronado Beach. Um, so U.S. Navy, U.S. military island basically right here in San Diego. Thank you for your military service, all those that have served in the past, current, yes. and future. Amen. Um, it was very cool to stay on that island even though it was a hotel and not on the barracks. But um, so we're leaving the island. And, of course, it's... Early, I don't even know how early it was. We got like six, yeah, six o'clock, six thirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were there when they opened for breakfast. Like six thirty, we're on the road with uh, Uber driver. Yeah, it was it was before six thirty because we wanted to catch the ferry, and they kept telling us the ferry runs every fifteen minutes. No big deal. Well, yeah, every fifteen minutes starting at seven forty-five. Yeah. And we got there way too early to take the ferry. So and we, so we <laughs> get an Uber, and we're like, hey, we'd really like to stop at a Seven Eleven. If you could find a 7-Eleven on the way, that would be great. And the Uber driver was like, oh, what is this 7-Eleven? You show and me where. Show takes, me where I go. He takes both hands <laughs> off the wheel. One hand, left hand's pointing left, right hand's pointing right. Where is this 7-Eleven you speak of? And I'm like, never mind, never mind. Never mind. Just carry on. We don't need carry it that on. bad. Please go. And I promise you, not 20 <laughs> seconds later, a 7-Eleven commercial comes on the radio. And this guy doesn't skip a beat, just drives us right to the destination, which was a trolley that takes you from downtown San Diego to the border. To um, San... I'm going to say it wrong. Isidro. San Isidro. San Isidro. I think I said it right finally. So they have a border you can actually walk across. Um, super, super mm-hmm. easy process to get across and back. was really rather quick. Um, even coming back today, we had people with cars and trailers that spent two and a half hours in line. We spent 25 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think closer to 35. 
35 okay. points, but so, still, a lot less we had than two people and a half. talking, we were talking to people, we had fun. It was a good time. It was like a party. Um, at the border. Yeah, at the border. So we... Uh, we got to point and laugh at people who thought that they were better than everybody else, and they tried to skip the line, because, you know, they are too important to stand in line, and um, we got to point and laugh as they walked back by us in the walk of shame. And I'm not that was a good time. George, I apologize <laughs> right now, George Moreno, but three of them were uh, bicyclists, um, and they were wearing their uh, tap shoes, walking down this line that is at least a quarter of a mile long, only Same. to get turned around and come Same. back. Oh, surely they'll just let us through. We have bikes. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. So we jump in the car. Let's get back to, um, was it Thursday, Thursday morning? Thursday morning, we're on our way to San Diego. Or to uh, San Pedro. We make our way out of San Diego to the border, cross the border, no problems, hop in an Uber, um, and get to Avis rental car. I'll summarize this real quick with Richard's an idiot. Um, did not bring any credit cards with him, only debit cards. Well, credit is stupid. In Mexico, you can't rent a car without a credit card. Um, so thankfully, Kim had one buried in the bottom of her purse that we were able to get and use, but that took us like an hour and a half to figure out. Got it done, hopped in the car and head south. Yes. And I'll let you fill in the rest from there. I don't know what you want me to say. We headed south. I mean, that's... How far um, south? What did you see? We got to... Well, the scenery was really pretty. And, well, some of the towns were not so pretty. And then we got to um, Walmart. We went to Walmart because, you know, that's the American way. A little, little, we went to little a little tiny, little <laughs> a little tiny Walmart. Uh, picked up the, you know, like a cooler, some water, Doritos, Mexican Doritos are the best things ever. Oh, I swear, I'm gonna have to buy those by the caseload. Um, and then that's when we got stuck in the two plus hours of protesting traffic. There was something else at Walmart that was amazing. Oh, other than you. Methanol gum. Oh, the gum. it's not methanol. Would you methanol? stop calling it that? Menthol. It's menthol and eucalyptus. Oh, methanol. If you come, if you're listening to this and you come to the shop, first of all, you have to ask for me by name because I'm not going to be at the shop all the time. But I will bring you a piece of this most awesomest gum. I had to buy a case of it. So awesome we had to go to back and buy her. Back across case. the border, and I was so afraid that they were going to stop and me at the border. We're not talking like chicle gum. We're talking an actual <laughs> trident. It's gum. trident. It's, it's a new flavor. Gum. New flavor in Mexico. Sabor Nuevo. Yeah. It's yum. It's not really strong. It's just trust me. Just trust me. Come by the shop and I will give you a so, piece. Don't don't get greedy and want more than one for your friend or whatever for later. I will give you one so, piece. <laughs> the place that we're going in Mexico, San Pedro Mature has a ranch and they will fix food for you. Man. Due to cost of the food, we prefer to buy our own cooler at Walmart, buy some ribeye steaks, mm-hmm. buy some sausage... Lunch meat, granola bars, and we're done. That takes care of us for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, while we have food left over. Even. We have food left over. We gave that food to the ranch when we left, and they'll use every bit of it. We got two cases of water, a case and half a beer, and we only gave away, what, six waters, seven waters total? I was not happy about days. you giving away water, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, go ahead, carry on. What? The so on protesting? The protesting in the Ensenada? Yeah, protesting. Yeah, because uh, apparently the mayor who was on his way out had not paid the city workers or the police and probably fire. I mean, I'm Any, assuming everybody, all government yeah. uh, workers, he hadn't paid them for like two weeks. 
And so they all decided, well, you, um, we're going to just shut the town down. And, and so you've left, got Baja 400, you've got all of this other stuff going on. And the traffic was horrendous. We actually watched several roads shut completely down with 18-wheelers just blocking everything. The police were standing there like, and? What's yeah, your point? None of them are getting paid. Because um, so they weren't getting help. paid. They're like, why would we bother? Um, we actually <laughs> approached a military gate in the one of the detours that we oh, had. That was pretty cool. <laughs> There's um, a military gate, and we see a car go through there. And Richard being, well, those of you who know Richard, being Richard, we get up to the gate, and he kind of turns his wheels a little bit like he's going to go. Turn drive in. <laughs> Open. Go it's through because out. it's a I shortcut. Miss, okay, I've been sitting for an hour and 40 plus minutes at this point. <laughs> I'm looking uh, for any way out. Thank God. And yes, I, it's a military those... base, and yes, they had guns, but. Oh, thank if God they, they had, had a sense of humor. In, I would have gone in. <laughs> thank God they, they had a sense of humor because the guy just looked at us like, Are you serious right now? And I kind of laughed, and he goes, Oh, ha ha ha. Started laughing. He goes, uh, No. <laughs> So we stayed in line for I don't know, so we lost twenty two hours, minutes. Two hours of our day it getting sucks. south. Yeah. Um, but we eventually get through all that. We head south, make an amazing time. Um, get probably an hour south, and the same construction that Scott <laughs> Butler, Jeremy Wessels, John Delgarza, um, and Ben Jones and I hit a year ago is still going on. Um, construction around the new Chinese road um, that straightens out a lot of the curves along the coast. Um, so we spent another 20 minutes there or more waiting. Mm-hmm. Didn't buy any ice cream, but they were selling ice cream beside the road. Um, what else did he have? He had caramel pecans had those, or something like no, that. No, I would have bought those. No, he had some, I don't know what they're called, but I see them all the time in Mexico. They're, they look like wagon wheels. Somebody will tell you oh, what they are. Yeah, they're little they look like little wagon candy. wheels. I don't know what they are. Are they candy? Oh, they look like uncooked pasta. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why are you selling uncooked but pasta on the sweet, side of the road? Ugly. But I know that's not what it is. So then we uh, drive on through a wine country. We spent 20 minutes in line there. That was fun. Wine country, and we stop and get more ice for the food. Mm-hmm. Top the gas tank off because the last gas station to the ranch is an hour and a half drive. So by the point you get to the ranch and turn around and drive an hour and a half back, um, you don't have a lot of gas to run around the mountains, so you make sure that you top off your tanks before you go. Um, so now talk to me about the road to the ranch. Once we turn left off Pacific Highway 1, talk to me about the road to the ranch. Uh, uh, there's so many things you can say about it. It's, it's not as bad as it could have been, but it was better than some of the city roads that we were driving through to get there but there's something what are those things called you always call them something auroras i don't really think that's the name for them reverse bridge uh yeah it's like an inverted bridge and um i call them launches because you know when richard's driving again those of you know richard um they're they're more like launches and we were launching the toyota camry the toyota camry i mean we were driving that rental car very safely yeah of course um, but no, um, it's the roads were very twisty. They were a lot of fun. I can see why people like to do this type of racing. Um, still not my cup of tea, so to speak, just because I don't. I, I just it, that scared the hell out of me. Launching at some points or driving at some points to the top of a hill and not knowing once you crest it which way the road was going to twist and turn. There, there were a couple of those there, that a I wasn't a real big fan of. And- 
hopefully you get a chance to come to uh, San Pedro and well, see this. It was fun. But there are some that you come up to, and you're doing, I'll say, 30 mile an hour. I mean, not that you're hauling ass, no. but the corner, that, as you come up the crest and you make that turn right, you can't be doing 10 mile an hour to make the corner. No. I mean, it, it turns back on itself. Yeah. And you go up at 30 like, and think you're fine, and then you have to slam on the brakes and slow it down to 10, 15 mile an hour to make the corner. And then it's a downhill ride as well, so you're off camera. It's, it's so Plus, interesting. you're leaving out all the wildlife that you see. A lot of wildlife. As you go with between the roadrunners and those gorgeous quail and rabbits that were the size of a black small tail dog. Or white tail rabbit, because we're racist. Both. Right? Evidently. <laughs> white tails, black tails. Well, okay. Let's let's just stick with the stereotypes. The black tails were longer than the white ones. This is true. Just saying. Some big old ears. <laughs> that was crazy. But uh big old swamp rabbits for lack of a better term. Yep. And then, Those were running everywhere, and then it was for some reason they like to run along parallel to the car and then dart out in front of you suddenly. So what else did we see while we were here? We saw bats. We saw well, owls. not on the road. Are you not no, going chronologically not going now? In, we're just going off on. I'm just talking things we saw tangents. over there. Okay. So you got coyotes, two of them, close, close. enough that I could touch them. Almost yeah. felt like it. Creepy. And then the highlight of probably my year, and it was a highlight of last year as well. But this year, yes, closer. Was the California condors. The condors. That was pretty cool. I will admit, that was pretty cool that, that they were getting so close you could hear the wind in their in their feathers, their wings. Uh, close enough that um, they were just we could read there. the numbers on their Yeah, wings they're tiny little tags. As old people. I'm not old. Okay. You're you're uh, older than I am. I'm getting old. Yeah. The uh, significance of those, in case you guys don't know, and most of you should because you're not idiots, but California condors, when I was a little kid... We're always on Weekly Readers, one of the endangered species. There's like seven of <laughs> them left readers. in the world. And now there's 48. There. There. That we know of, yeah. And we got tagged. to see number 41. He liked 40, us. 41 was tagged. We saw two others of the five that were not tagged, which are the young. I had the pleasure of talking to the lady who was over the program last year while we were at San Pedro. We had, had the road closed for the race, and she was the first car in line trying to get through. They had a meeting, three other people in the car, none of them spoke English, only she spoke English. And she was very nice, um, you said. Extremely nice. Tons of conversation. So, to be able to go to a race and then also see endangered species and have them get that yeah. close to you was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and it happened to me last year, but nobody was there and I wasn't smart enough to take pictures. <laughs> this year I have pictures and video. I'll be sharing some of that stuff over there. Plus, the I was there to see it, so I Kim know you're not witness, lying. Which is huge. Um... Okay, so the, the national park is nice too, by the way. All the way to the top. So the race, mm-hmm. we race up to the national park gate, and then we turn around, we wait till everybody's done, and we come back down. But the national park at the top is is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, seven or nine observatories from seven different countries. What was the temperature change from one? <laughs> from um, where we? Okay, so so think of this. Okay, so the base of the mountain. Give me the temperature change from there to the race, from the race to the observatories. Um, so we started that morning at the race site at 26, 27 C. By the time we got to the top, it was down to 13, 12 C. Yes. And when we left the top, it was down to 10 C. Yes. And um, then overnight, one uh, one night it was yeah. four. Yeah. When we woke up the next morning, it was four degrees Celsius. So we, That's like not, that 40, 40 it's almost 40 degrees, 39 and some change. And one day we saw Fahrenheit. a 50 degree swing. Yeah. From 40 to 90 degrees at the ranch base. So you wake up and it's 40 and by 1 o'clock it's 90 degrees. Not even, well, I wouldn't even say by 1. I would say, 
uh, even 11 30 12 it was, yeah, it was stupid hot. how quick it got hot so uh but it was nice that we weren't sweating our butts off yeah. like everybody else was because <laughs> it Houston, was thank you houston for prepping me for that vermont and ohio <sighs> iowa um colorado boy they were sweating Good down god it's hot even it's tijuana like, tijuana people yeah. were like the sun is brutal okay so let's talk a little bit about the racing um rough year for cars mm-hmm. um that's pedro's brother bought brought his bmw mm-hmm. um of course spencer Steele showed up again with his uh pike speak rocket mm-hmm. and herman herman showed up with his rocket ship the uh the infamous purple thunderbird that's now been extremely modified he had a really bad race um in the fact that he lost a motor eight days before the race then right. lost a rear diff first session out mm-hmm. got that fixed got it fixed and literally unloads it off the car and drives straight to the starting the line trailer. to run him the last car unloads it off the trailer runs up and runs as the last car of the morning and then immediately loses a transmission. Yep. So extremely sad year for him. A lot of effort, a lot of time spent. But he was so nice. Oh, Such always. a nice guy. Always. The I mean, I know some people who that would happen and they would be very angry and yelling and cussing Shush. at people. Shush I'm, just, I'm not pointing at you. I'm just simply yeah, making a statement. I see you. They didn't see you on a podcast. Some people that would not handle Five it fingers with me the waving. Gr- not nice. <laughs> there are some Stop people it. that would not handle it with the grace that this guy did. And this guy was awesome. Yeah. And a ton of family support behind him as well. And it's part of what makes Mexico what Mexico is. Um, Spencer ended up having a transmission issue. Um, but they're getting that fixed. They should be on the Hoonigan show Tuesday. They'll be on the show, which usually airs a week later. Um, so keep your eye out on the Hoonigan channel. Um, so you can actually see him on there. Of course, uh, Pedro's brother, he finished, um, but he did a split session. So basically, he ran the bike one group mm-hmm. and ran the car the next group. So he didn't get a lot of time to spend and develop speed, but he got to race a motorcycle and race a car up the mountain in the same weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, there's also another guy that did the same thing on bikes. He brought two bikes, ran a 450 and a 996 up the mountain. So... There's some cool things you can do at Pedro's event, San Pedro Matir, which is going to explode because of Pikes Peak banning the bikes. Um, but this is an event Shame where Carlin Dunn still holds the record, and I think will for a couple years Yep. Um, on a 450, based on what we saw this weekend. Yep. Um, the closest bike was a 1621, and Carlin's record is a 1458, 1459. So there's a long ways to go. The man was a machine and could fly on a bike. Spencer got down to a 1521, so still 22 seconds off the bike record in a car that is a twin turbo methanol V8 um, with plenty of downforce, mostly carbon fiber. Um, center part of the tub is an older Lola Indy chassis to give you a concept of how nice this car is and how built. So, um, feedback you've got about the race and what you saw. Funny. That's I've already given my two cents. You two trying cents. to give me change? No, I'm just checking. Oh, okay. Not Obama. Um, <laughs> the lost the racing was tough because of lack of cars. Yeah, bikes had a good time. A couple Pikes Peak veterans. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, not hater. Hider. Hider. 
He's a um, hater, not a hater. And then you've got Eric, um, who are both Trophy Pikes Peak people, overall winners at Pikes Peak, both road race as well. Yeah. Amazing people to meet and have a good time with. Very and nice share guys. some beers. Nice group. I really believe that next year this race is going to be overtaken with motorcycles. Yep. So I need your help bringing more cars. Although we will be supporting a few bikes already that I know of that will be going with yep. us. Um, let me know if you have a bike that you want to take. Um, so we can get you a spot saved on the trailer. Already looks like we'll be taking two vehicles out this year based on who's going back. Um, I would also say that this event currently is a $425 entry fee compared to Pikes Peak at $2,500. Mm-hmm. Um, Pikes Peak, basically, if you have a really good event, you'll get 36 miles of hill climb. At San Pedro, you're going to get 120 miles of hill climb. Granted, you got a couple more straightaways, but the technical side of what happens at San Pedro is amazing. And don't let... Talk to these these guys who have been there before. Don't let the fact that you're going to Mexico or to a different place distract you from that. And I really never thought I would say something like that because I thought, oh, God, it's going to be so hard to get across the border and to get here and there. But, man, these guys, sure, the wait, you know, coming back or across, we're hearing all sorts of... It's always on a Sunday, too. two hours, but it's... it's God, don't leave it peak time. You know, don't leave it the peak time. Leave super, super early or wait until, yeah, like Monday, a, a weekday where you don't have to fight all of the weekenders going back and forth but it's really not it's not that bad there are some you know not so great roads to travel on it with a trailer but i'm sure on the way to pike's peak you've got some issues as well or where what other hill climb there are but um yeah i just i'm i'm glad that i got to experience it i am glad that i got to go so i can get you more and we could talk for hours but in reality it's a podcast let's keep it short and sweet um, I think we're if, past short. If you're interested in San Pedro, if you're interested in Chihuahua, La Carrera, hit us up. Um, and hit us up early because there's a lot of stuff you've got to get in line to make some of this stuff happen. Um, in the time frames that it needs to happen. Yep. Um, with that said, we'll close out the podcast. And unlock the phone because it's already locked on me. 22 minutes. That's not bad. Oh, um, appreciate it, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend, please. Um we were out here basically for a tech inspection as well. It was only three cars. Two of the three cars I'd inspected before. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get into the third one later. Love you and stuff.